Hello everyone, this is Kripa Betai from the Unheard Stories podcast and today we have with us Jordan John Anthony from Mumbai. So hello Jordan, how are you? I'm Kripa, how are you? Even I'm good. Please tell us about uh, tell us something about yourself. Yeah, first of all Kripa, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Thank you. So you Jordan. Uh yeah, something about me well as you said my I'm Jordan John Anthony from Mumbai. I'm 26 years old. Okay. Right. Uh, currently, I'm uh, working as a self-employed content writer. In the past year, uh, before this, I was working like you know two years. I was in corporate law, okay. and then I decided to follow my passion for writing. Uh, not only fiction. I write. Uh, I have a website on which I write essays and uh, different articles on you know social issues and law, mm-hmm. literature, art, etc. Right. Okay. And I have a newsletter as well. So I am doing that full time, and um, well, I started writing fiction around like five years ago. Okay. Uh, right now, twenty six, so I started around twenty one, twenty two years old. Okay. Right? okay. And um, yeah, that is that is a brief uh, introduction from my. Okay, that was good to know. So, how did you start uh, writing fiction? Yeah. So actually, initially, I was one of those. Uh, Snobby people who you know look down upon fiction more like like I was always a good reader, okay. but I would read a lot of non-fiction stuff, a lot of you know biography, <laughs> uh, political history, history books, you know that kind of stuff. Yes, got it. And uh, yeah, so I was a nerd in that area, <laughs> and I was never into fiction because I would think you know it's like a like a fake world over there and all okay. that. I was not interested in that until I you know I slowly got into the books of George Orwell. Gabriel Garcia Marquez. Okay. And once I started reading those books, it changed my whole view of fiction. Fiction, right? And it made me, yeah, it made me realize that fiction actually has more capacity to, hmm. uh, you know, spread awareness about certain ideas or issues hmm. than uh, than non-fiction. You know, To Kill a Mockingbird was also one of those turning points where I realized how a social issue like racism was spread. You know, the awareness for that was spread so much because of a novel. Right. Uh, where, Right, same like Animal Farm by George Orwell, the whole um, concept of uh, you know dictatorship and the uh-huh. Soviet Union that was rising yes, again, yes, yes, the yes. way he addressed it. You know, if someone had to read these huge tomes of these uh, themes in uh-huh. a non-fiction book, then they would probably not enjoy it as much. Ah, uh, right. But uh, yeah, fiction had the ability to transcend that barrier, you know, and yeah, capture yeah. everyone's imagination. Very truly said. Yeah. So if like in case I ask you ask you to choose between fiction and the other things, other like other uh, themes you are focusing on. So which you yeah. would you consider the most? Uh, as in which I prefer writing, you mean? Yes. Um. Yeah, that's an interesting question actually. I do prefer my fiction a lot more. Okay. Because it's very it's like this. The creative aspect of creating, you know, like writing something which does not exist before, <laughs> right? Or having certain ideas or <laughs> philosophy or some issue that I want to convey, I can do that through fiction in fiction, a creative right, way. Right, right. Yeah. Whereas the non-fiction part, which is, you know, in my website and newspaper, that is mainly factual stuff that already exists. And okay, you know, okay. I mean, there are scholars who've written books on that much better than I can cover in one article, right? Okay. But fiction is something my own. World that I can create. So yes, it's much more, right, right. Yeah, satisfying. Okay, and from the reading perspective, 
from the reading perspective now i read fiction a lot more than i do non fiction okay because i'm like uh, yeah i'm drowning in fiction books and i read like four five fiction books always at once okay um but in the early years of my reading when i started reading mm-hmm. actually properly like around my late teens it is all biographies on uh, you know great political leaders and revolutionaries and uh, you know artists and all that stuff but now yeah now it's all mostly fiction i've kept i've gone a back at the back seat of my non fiction reading okay 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 that was interesting so uh, like when did you start your writing journey was it like when you were 21 and you started with the fiction books or it was before that also no it was around that time so around around 2021 when i was 2021 i started reading as i said the works of george orwell and gabriel garcia right. martinez you know those writers yeah. those writers i remember very well because i almost read their entire uh, you know catalog all their books okay so yeah i don't know there is nothing like some one particular writer or one particular book inspired me so much that i started writing one day because never like that honestly i can't even name a writer or book that changed my perspective and then i decided to write this right, okay, it was okay. more like a, yeah it was more like a itch that uh, i was i was work uh, you know i was doing my 3 year law course i was doing my llb and okay. um, it just i don't know suddenly i felt the need every to just write something little you know like a story here and there and i would write in the while traveling in the train or while waiting for a bus or while traveling in the metro okay no on my phone basically mm. on the notes of my phone right right and it is never something serious it just i don't know it just kept nagging at my brain that is just write something write something so that way i wrote a short story uh-huh. which i eventually converted into a novel which is right now my first novel which i'm marketing as well officially okay. doing okay yeah so that short story turned into this novel and then i saw how much i enjoyed this whole fiction writing part i i started taking it more seriously writing on a daily basis okay so That's what is so what is the novel all about uh, so the fisherman a fisherman dream is basically Uh, so what i wanted to capture is like how how someone from a very small background or very small insignificant village huh. can also rise up to achieve something big in life right? because we always see those stories out there it's not something very like it's fantastic that you know people have never seen that story before like the great amr hussain right the greatest indian artist we know right now right hmm, right he also comes from a very small background from a small village hmm. and now you know He's almost unanimously regarded as one of the greatest Indian artists ever. Yeah. So, looking at his journey, looking at many athletes' journey where they come from poverty and rise up, I thought I wanted to capture a story where there is this person from a very insignificant background. So, I I wanted something like from a coastal village, a fisherman, uh-huh. who you know, if he says to someone in his immediate surrounding that I want to become a famous artist, they would think he's probably you know foolish right. to do that. Hmm. because you know his father is grandfather they all were probably just fishermen it's just like a traditional occupation right yeah so i wanted to show how his journey you know how his journey uh, takes place and how it progresses that he had a dream when he was a fisherman and he decides to pursue it against all odds and i wanted to put these realistic elements into it wherein if you have to pursue a dream it's not like you know it's not all fairy tales that you just decide to pursue and within a couple of months you're done Huh. you made it to big or something you know there are a lot of disappointment comes in the way and that's why there are so few people who actually succeed because there are few who are willing to persevere through all those stuff here 
Right. So that's where the whole crux of the first book came in. Wherein I wanted to show his struggle in Mumbai. He gets a chance, he gets a break to leave his small village and come to Mumbai. Uh-huh. Where he can make it as an artist. Uh-huh. But then the reality hits him and he sees that it's not just all, you know. You show up and paint and it just become a famous artist. There are a lot of obstacles and you know, a lot of setbacks that go along. And the people who persevere, in the long run, they are the ones who make it, right? Okay. And uh, to be honest, there was a little inspiration from Pablo Picasso's life as well. Because then I was reading his life story. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, very few people know that, like right now he's regarded as a genius. You know, he practically is a genius, but very few people know he struggled in poverty, like for six to seven years in Paris, without anything happening, without much money coming in, right? Okay. So that also inspired me to show the realistic aspect of pursuing one's dream. Uh-huh. So that's why the whole the theme of the novel came. From. Okay, okay. It is very interesting to hear the entire, uh, like entire summary. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah, this is a gist of basically what the novel deals with. Okay, got it. So, when you started your writing uh, journey, basically, so what were the problems or like when you started writing, what were the criticisms you heard about yourself and how did you overcome those? Well, initially, honestly, I didn't tell anyone. I was so shy about the fact that I was writing. I just didn't. Because no one thought of me as a like someone who could write or anything. It's not like I showed some flair or some talent for writing from a young age or anything, right? It was just something very random. I started doing secretly, right? As I said, I was writing on the on my phone in the notes right. section, right? right? Yeah, and I would write while traveling to college or while traveling to you know I was doing an internship at that time. <laughs> so in you know while traveling in the rickshaw, that's when I would write all these things. And I never told anyone I was writing for like. I think two, three years, I never really told anyone. I would just write secretly. So there was no criticism for all those years because no one knew it in the first place. Okay. And uh, yeah, then later I, once I started working in corporate law, that's when I told my parents that, you know, I think I want to pursue this more seriously. You know, not that I'm expecting miracles to happen immediately, but I want to take it, and I want to work at this, my craft every single day. Okay. More seriously. And honestly, there was not any criticism. They were really supportive. They were like, go for it. And I was already having a job there. Right? I was having a safe corporate job. So it was not like uh, there was no income coming in and all. So there was no risk aspect involved back then. Right, right. right. So, yeah. So there was not, to be honest, I didn't face much criticism. That would be the short answer. I went, sorry for going for that long, long answer. There was not much criticism. It was kind of supportive. Oh, it was, it was like nice that you received so much support. So you did not face only the criticisms. It's not an issue. <laughs> okay. Correct, correct. But it was more like an internal. Uh, it's because I had to learn the craft. I didn't know how to write a novel and stuff. I didn't know how to structure it. Uh-huh. What part I need to concentrate on and all that stuff, right? So it was more like an internal thing that, like the my first book, right now, Fisherman's Dream. I think I must have edited it, rewritten it at least six, seven times, maybe even eight times. Yeah. I just kept on re-editing it, so that was the only, you know, possible struggle involved. Otherwise, it was pretty, pretty chill. So, when did you decide to pursue writing as a full-time thing? Because you did LLB work as a in a corporate law thing. So, how did this? I like I know how did this entirely come up to your mind, but how did you implement it that, and how did you like make made a way for this? 
Right. So before while I was still studying uh, law, uh-huh. basically that's when the pandemic kicked in. Okay. And uh, there was a lot of free time at home, right? So uh-huh. that's when I completed this first novel of mine. Okay. And I started okay. sending it out to agents and publishers and all that. Okay. But to no avail, absolutely no avail. I nothing but rejection came my way, right? And that lasted for around, I think two two and a half years uh, from that time period, right? Okay. So. Yeah, that's how it went, and then I eventually took up your corporate law job, and back then I was still querying agents and publishers, but nothing was working out. And then I decided to start my own website, and I said, before I quit my job, I want to save enough money, uh-huh. and then go full time into content writing, that is, which includes my fiction as well as the website non-fiction okay. part. Okay. So that's how it came about. So I started a website. I dedicated myself every day to you know before work. Sometimes during work when I had time and after work also I would dedicate myself to writing, editing, yeah. all that stuff. So that's when I realized I'm serious about this because you know apart from the nine hours of job, any free time I got before, during, and after it also I was putting into writing very seriously. Yes, so right. I knew I had the discipline to do it. Yes, that showed your dedication towards writing and your joy towards writing. Exactly. Yeah, and I did it very willingly, and you know I was. Yeah, that's when I developed a routine and discipline. And when once I finished that first novel, I knew for a fact I had the discipline to write, huh. sit down and write every day. And uh, yeah, since then I've been doing that. And last last August, I quit my corporate job okay. to go full time into this content. Writing. Honestly, I'm not. It's not like I'm earning like this great income. My, you know, I'm not earning as much as my corporate uh, law salary at all. Okay. It's still a struggle, and um, you know, I hope to become a full-time writer one day where I don't have to worry about an income. But uh, I'm aware that takes time. Luckily, I saved some money to you know keep going. Right, right. But at least you're getting that happiness, and uh, like you're enjoying what you're doing, right? So exactly. Not worth it. At yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely agree with you. Okay, perfect. So your journey was quite interesting because as I am taking interviews, I know I have like may mostly people with like they started with their teenage years or maybe their childhood or maybe anything else. But this was like yeah. started at twenty one and then into like you do did not like fiction at all and then you got into fiction and then moving with that it was a fantastic journey. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That captured it very well. Yes. It's yes. a very, uh, you know, weird thing wherein, as you said, yeah. Usually people say since they are very small, they read fiction and novels and all that. Yeah. I honestly didn't start reading properly till I was eighteen or nineteen. Like seriously. Exactly. Exactly. My point that it was. Uh, I got many from that like childhood or teenage, but you were the first. I mean, first only because I did not hear anyone saying that. I started at twenty one. I was when I was pursuing a degree already, and I left my job honestly for the writing thing. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was. Now, in hindsight, I don't know how good decision it will be. Let me see now whether quitting a job was the right decision or no. But yeah, so far so good. I hope you would not regret this decision for sure. Yeah, yeah, me too, me too. So far, no regrets at all. I'm having the time of my life, honestly. Perfect, perfect. Last, <laughs> it was a very nice time talking to you. So, what advice do yeah. uh, you want to give to our listeners? What advice? Like, keeping in mind, uh, if they want to become writers and stuff, 
I actually don't want to be one of those people who's giving advice because I don't, um, you know, I think I should make something of myself before giving advice. Right? Otherwise, people would say, well, "Why should we listen to you?" And it would be a very, you know, rightly so. It would be a very fair thing to say, like, "Why should we listen to you?" But I would only say, if like, if you want to take writing seriously, like I decided to take, uh, put in the hours, show up every day. Uh-huh. Uh, writing, you know, half an hour a day is better than writing for like, you know, five hours uh, once a month or something like that. You know, I think it's better to work in the hours every single day to improve our craft. Right. Again, the best thing to improve our craft is to read as widely and as much as possible. Uh-huh. So I personally don't know any writer who doesn't read. So that would be another thing. Yeah. Uh, quitting your job, I wouldn't advise that. To be honest. My circumstances are different because, you know, as I said, I saved enough money as well as I'm, you know, brought and brought up in a very middle class family. So it's not the finances are not the most pressing issue that you know if I don't get in that income every month, it can you know get me on the road or something, right? Okay. It's like an unfair advantage, like a privilege that I do not take for granted, and many may not be in that position, right? Yes. They can just quit their job and pursue. Yeah, right. so called passion. Right. So I wouldn't advise that definitely, but uh, yeah, that's it. Yes, things would be different for everyone. It would be different for you, and it would be different from everyone for everyone, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, it's very important to remember. Yes. So thank you so much for being a part of the Anand Stories podcast. It was very lovely time having this wonderful conversation with you. Same, same, Yankeeva. Thank you so much for having me. It was a great time. And yeah, hopefully someday in the future I can get back on you. Sure, sure. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for <laughs> listening right. to the Unheard Stories podcast. Have a good. Thank you, everyone. Yeah, bye, Kuta. Bye. Thank you.